Hello everyone, Dark Moon friends. <laughs> Zoe, good morning, how are you? Very well, thanks. Liam, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, it's the Dark Moon. Yes, it is. Right before the new moon, so it's a time I always, um, I always anticipate the new moon for, you know, it's an op- mm-hmm. always an opportunity for like a new beginning or, you know. Yeah, <laughs> seeding so. some intentions, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 It is definitely it does have kind of a sense of renewal and all of that kind of positive starting over vibe, mm. which is nice. But I often find that new moons can sort of in a strange kind of way bring um a bit of release of tension that builds around the dark moon. Mm. So you can kind of have this sense of anticipation for the new moon like you're waiting for it waiting for this kind of moment of renewal Mm. and then it sort of doesn't deliver on like an egoic kind of level like what you expected is not what sort of arrives Mm. and then there's some kind of like dark emotion that sort of comes through the new moon Mm. I wonder how that's gonna go with this one being as the moon's just coming off its conjunction with Neptune and Jupiter in Pisces, mm. then going into Aries for the new moon tomorrow afternoon. Mm. But yeah, it all remains to be seen. Mm. We'll see. But yeah, I just, I do, I have observed that a lot over the years that you kind of, in this moment of like anticipating positive things off the back of new moons that doesn't always deliver what you would like it to. But that's yeah. not to say that it's negative. It's just like, ah. And then yeah, you kind of have to recalibrate, which is always good. But yeah. I suppose I've definitely had that experience. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, it's worth noting. But something that I generally anticipate with a new moon, mm. you know, at least is um, fresh energy, more yeah, energy. Definitely. Um, yeah. Whether that is like an actual reality yeah um for me there's there's a little bit of mind over matter yeah, in it. yeah. you know if I'm i sure there is if yeah. i didn't want to get out of bed yesterday it's like well it's it's the dark moon it's like really dark so i'm just gonna stay in bed yeah. whereas like on the new moon day i'll have a tendency yeah. to like jump out and <laughs> seize the day and yeah, yeah. by nine o'clock it's like Ugh. yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have a nap but i mean it's it's enough to kind of you know get you excited about something yeah yeah and I think we need that as humans it's like even though you know living sort of for the future is not necessarily where it's at but um it is nice to I mean the cycles are real as well so Mm. even though certainly there is an element of mind over matter I believe you're right but um there is too something real about it something synchronous and Yeah, we can observe that in our lives. And I think, you know, the equinox a week or so ago, 10 days ago, and then following on from that, the commencement of the lunar cycle in Aries, it's worth tuning into that. Mm. And if you know your chart, knowing where Aries is in your chart and what sort of happens each year around Aries season and around the Aries lunar cycle. And yeah, it is incredibly rich that's what I love about astrology, definitely, mm-hmm. is how much it allows you to sort of, or facilitates like an engagement with life on a different kind of level. Mm. So, we could talk about 
the week, perhaps. Lots going on, hey? Yes. Mm. Well, as far as culture is concerned. Mm. Yeah. Um, you are prepared to talk about the Oscars? <laughs> Slap heard around the world. <laughs> uh, there should be more of it, I reckon. <laughs> we all need a good Will Smith slap from time to time. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I guess, like, my initial... A friend of mine, like, sent me the footage as as it kind of happened. Oh, wow, like, yeah. Because um, it kind of blew up on Twitter yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, I was, I was like really shocked. I was like Nicole Kidman, <laughs> like, like this can't be real. It like broke the, it like broke reality somehow. Yeah. It was like, is this, this doesn't happen? It must be scripted. Like it was so <laughs> shocking. And then I, within kind of seconds, I was like, yes, that's what. You know, these people are kind of ridiculous anyway. Mm. It's such a, like, kind of bullshit or it's such um, a facade anyway, that mm. kind of Hollywood realm. And I feel like, I don't know, people maybe used to behave a bit more like that. Like, I think the Oscars has a history of kind of scandals taking place on camera and off. So, I was, I was like, awesome. But, of course, then following, you know, I think a lot of people have commented, a lot of people have thought about it a lot. There's been a lot of fallout. Mm. Uh, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts. Well, yeah, I have a few thoughts about it. Um, One of them is what's happening with Ukraine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, like we're so easily distracted, aren't we? (laughs) All of a sudden, all that matters is this weird moment in... Oscars world. I think we could do with more pop culture distractions. I yes, and I to some extent. (laughs) People have been loving it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a relief. The memory has been. Oh yeah, I bet. I haven't seen memes actually, but I wish I had. And yeah, I'd love to hear about some. Um, Yeah, so I guess what I want to say about it, like, there's a few things. So the thing with um, the Jupiter Neptune, so it sort of, as you said, shows up the excess and the frivolity and the, I mean, the glamour of the Oscars, you know, like it's kind of highlighting that kind of world. Um, But as well, the infiltration of chaos (laughs) and Will Smith's tweet ahead of the night. No, it wasn't a tweet. It was Instagram. And he said, got all dressed up to choose chaos. So that's, and had this amazing you know, a little montage of, I guess it was one of those other things that I don't engage with social media-wise, maybe Snapchat, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, of like images of him and Jada getting ready to go. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and then I sort of looked into choosing chaos because I was like, is that a thing? Like, is that something people say now? Like, I'm out of touch. Mm. Um, I couldn't find anything but except it came up with like choose violence, like this meme oh. about choosing violence, um, which is like something that kind of is beyond my understanding in the limited amount of time I was willing to invest in looking at it all. But I think that idea came from Game of Thrones, Cersei Lannister's quote okay. about choosing violence yep. before she reigns her ultimate shitstorm on mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, it. When I saw that 
Instagram post, I was like, that's what piqued my interest most because I saw the, first of all, I was showing the video and was like, wow, that's, yeah, kind of, part of me was like interested in it and then a part of me quickly like shut that interest down because I was like, who cares? You know, there was that part yeah. of me that's just like resistant to pop culture distraction. Yeah. Like there's actually things that matter happening in the world and who sure. gives a shit about that? Um, but I do absolutely agree that it can be such a relief to have – and pop culture is a relevant reality in our postmodern world. Like we should be paying attention to it as much as to anything else because it's all zeitgeist. It's as it's real all. as well. It, it occupies so much like <coughs> mental space absolutely, for people. Absolutely, absolutely. Some people more than reality. Absolutely. Like their own reality. Yeah, so it's definitely – it's like a moment of zeitgeist and – What's interesting about that is that, I mean, even the best actors can't fake that it's okay anymore. You know, like <laughs> something about chaos just injected itself into something that's supposed to be so glamorous and fabulous. Yeah. And well, Russell Brand, I was just looking at um, He his did a great... Critique. Yeah, um, it was excellent. What did he say? Uh, among other things, which I'd like to mention mm. in due course, but... Um, quote, the seeping encroachment of the real world crept into the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, which, yeah, I mean, there's chaos in the world and it's... I can't believe that... No one's no one's mentioned that that post. Yeah. And it, it was chaotic. It yeah. was so chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, well, I I think embarrassingly, do you know where I came across it? Because I was investigating on Facebook, as apparently only boomers do... <laughs> Um, <laughs> the a post um, shared by Sunrise, like the Channel 7 breakfast program, mm -hmm. um, they shared something about not a day goes by where someone you meet has Omicron or whatever. Like oh, yeah, that I saw thing. that. Yeah. And then Jared Rennick's response to that, yeah. it received an enormous, you know, like Huge. thousands and thousands of comments and shares. It was actually and, like, awesome, it inspiring. Was, it was. Yeah. So I was doing a little like looking at um, Sunrise's Facebook page to see what their normal response rate is like for most posts, oh, okay. like engagement. Uh -huh. And it blew it everything out of the water. Like there's That's never a response like that usually. So interesting among Sunrise's <laughs> audience, but I guess it's Senator Rennick's. Well, that's how I know, because I certainly don't follow Sunrise, yeah. but it came to me on my news feed through Jared yeah. Rennick, yeah, because yeah. I follow him, yeah. because he's got integrity. And uh, incidentally, not to dwell too much on this, but he did um, address Parliament the other night, an empty Parliament, Ugh. Um, and laid it all out in about nine minutes, the issues as they stand from his point of view in terms of vaccine adverse events, numbering over 116,000 now, the reports that have gone to the DAYEN database for adverse events notifications, mm. which is the Australian one, which is more than any, sorry, more than all other medicines combined mm -hmm. since the beginning of that database. So it's just completely <laughs> unprecedented yeah. and unbelievable that the government and the media continue to ignore. Mm -hmm. Anyway, interesting. But so I was looking at Sunrise's page, just investigating around that and came across, they'd shared the Instagram thing on their Facebook page. How Will interesting. Will Smith's Instagram. 
Before or after the after, event? yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was so. Thank you, Sunrise. Yeah. Thanks, Koshi. Um, yeah, but I mean, of course, astrologically, there's plenty going on for all three of those celebrities. Um, you mean is, Jada as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's her car on return, uh-huh. and the new moon's on her car on return. So that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Will Smith, you know, he's got. <laughs> Yeah, so the new moon's on his north node, um, as well as transiting Mars and Saturn uh, on his... Sorry, I can't read my own notes. Mm -hmm. Certainly, Mars and Saturn were squaring his Scorpio moon, which is huge. So he was triggered, clearly, you know, clearly had an emotional, perhaps arguably overreaction. Mm. But it was essentially a protective energy which is high road Mars, really. Um, Of course, we can argue all day about whether it's appropriate to slap someone on stage for making a joke, but it was a bit below the belt. But whether Mm. we, I mean, then arguments about cancel culture come in, you know. So there's so much. It's a minefield. Yeah, there's a lot of perspectives, which I've enjoyed. Yeah, Um, me too. For example, Joe Rogan. Oh, I didn't hear anyone's well, I, thoughts. Really, yeah, so I just had a Russell look at Brand. his kind of comments this morning. So I guess he's coming at it from a perspective of being a professional comedian. Mm. So he said it's completely unjustifiable. Chris Rock was doing his job, made an entirely mild joke mm. that referred, it made a cultural reference around a, a woman with a shaved head mm. called Will Smith staggeringly stupid or the action. Mm. And then thought you know went on to talk about how hollywood actors particularly at will smith's level like he's elite he won the oscar Mm. um they live in a world where they they occupy a character Mm. he gave a performance that Mm. night there was so and it was so removed from like reality Mm. and so inappropriate he assaulted a man at work doing his job Mm. and as though it was okay Mm. and kind of had this gave this follow-on performance of like when he sat in his chair and like roared at him. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and so, there, you know, that's kind of a, a, a criticism from Joe Rogan, mm. who's, you know, archetypally one person. Mm. Russell Brand, who's probably a more, I suppose, um, compassionate person perhaps mm. or has a bit more kind of, uh, broader perspectives mm. maybe you could say mm. he it, it, the first thing that he mentioned was um the comedian whoever it was the comment was on the hair mm. of a, a woman of color mm. which is a, a thing that i i personally don't understand but when as soon as he mentioned that i just went oh that solange song solange Knowles, mm. that's don't touch my hair. Right. Her, that which is a single from mm. some years ago. Great song from an a, amazing album. And she says, "Don't touch my hair." And like the concept there is that, like you've got to respect women, particularly black women, because because hair. I think I'm just kind of clutching at straws, I suppose. But because there's you know been a history of commentary around black women's hair. And that it's starkly different to European women's mm-hmm, hair. Mm-hmm. So it, there is a real sensitivity there, I suppose, which certainly was not 
acknowledged mm. too much by some critics. Yeah. Um, of course, as well, Jada Smith being, she's got an illness. Yeah. So there's some sensitivity for her on a very personal level. Hair that- triggered. <laughs> it's, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. No, it's good. She's got a Leo South node. So okay. her main yes. is super important. Uh-huh. Um, it leaves little doubt in my mind that there's some deep meaning behind her alopecia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it is, as always, an invitation to engage with the work and to what it means to her, what her hair means to her. Mm. So in that sense, Chris Rock is highlighting that issue mm-hmm. and making that invitation completely explicit because if if that riled her, which it clearly did, the look on her face was not a pleasant one, <laughs> like she would have torn, torn yeah. his face off um yeah so it's um it's always an invitation to engage i see in chris rock's chart he's got so um he's got an aries moon um he's got aries rising too i think Uh, just let me get it here yeah so he's got an aries moon rising in his chart he has an aquarius sun that currently is being conjoined by saturn and mars and Venus at the time as well, at the time of the Oscars. So it was like this, you know, Will Smith was like the embodiment or the manifestation of that protective boundary mm. being held over a loved one, mm. like his significant other, his woman. Um, there's no doubt that Will Smith, you know, his shadow just got beamed into everyone's handheld device all over the world, his Libra sun will be reeling. His Scorpio moon will be shame spiralling out of control. He will be in a world of pain right now. Hmm. Um, So I have compassion for him as well because I think he is a decent guy. I think so is Chris Rock. I mean, who would – how would I fucking know? I don't know them. But, yeah, I think it's important to – see Chris Rock's chart for what it is too because he's got an incredibly potent Neptune-Jupiter aspect in his chart, Neptune or Jupiter opposite Neptune, Um, and that as well is being activated by Uranus. So Uranus is like the planet of surprises, shocks. Hmm. So Uranus, you know, I mean pretty much Will Smith acted in a very Saturnian kind of a way but with this shocking Uranian slap to the face you know that essentially can wake chris rock up to aspects of himself that he maybe does need to contemplate more deeply as to whether he needed to say that maybe or whether his you know comedy is i mean i think it was a shit joke really it wasn't oh, funny. I don't, I don't think it was funny, but <laughs> you've got to – I think when you're kind of hosting such an event, mm-hmm. you've got to make a lot of jokes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do, yeah. You've got to – they've got to be like PG. Yeah, That's but like, also edgy. So, yeah, he probably trusted so not, that they'd be okay with it. Yeah. 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 And, and overestimated And that she's that. fair game. Yeah. Like yeah. they're both people of colour. Yeah. Um, which actually – Brings me to another critique that I... It was one of the first that I kind of came 
upon. Um, someone I follow on Instagram, Xavier de Rousseau's name is. He's mm. a um, one of the like Blexit kind of front front men, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's kind of under the Candace Owens umbrella. You know, black, angry, anti-Black Lives Matter crusader. Mm-hmm. Um, and I quite enjoy a lot of his commentary. But yeah, he immediately said, imagine the outrage if a white celebrity assaulted Chris Rock. Um, mm-hmm. And went further to say that black on black crime always gets turned a blind eye. It speaks wider of what that mm-hmm. Candace Owens group, that kind of, I forget that they're what they go by but they they talk about you know how how much the black lives matter movement has focused on police assaulting black people yeah um when (laughs) statistically police assault white people yeah and um black people assault white people Mm. and black people assault black people and that yeah it's there's there's kind of it's very pick and choose Mm. in that um yeah, I thought that was kind of a reasonable comment. I think, yeah, because it's sort of made light of as though it's sort of an extension of the comedy when in yeah, reality... I couldn't help yeah, but notice if it that. Were, yeah, if it was, you're right, if it was a white person slapping a black person, it would be, yeah, yeah. very much taken so much more seriously. Yeah, so and there, that is Joe Rogan also said that if it was a woman slapping a woman like that, yeah, yeah. it yeah. wouldn't, it just would have been... Yeah, I mean, who knows how it would have gone down, but it wouldn't have been kind of washed over, I think, with like, and now here's the Oscar for Will Smith. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who then... So In I think it was in his speech. I didn't watch, but I know that there was some also some comments um, around toxic masculinity. Yeah. Which I know is a controversial concept. Yes, um, it is. Mainly because I think people don't understand what it is meant by that. Yeah. Um, and what the concept is about. Mm. But I think he was quoted as saying, love makes you do some crazy things. Yeah, right. Which, you know, is a justification for violence. Like if you take that to like a situation of domestic violence, mm-hmm. like is that yeah, is yeah. that like an apology? Is that acceptable? Mm. Yeah, that's a very interesting can of worms. Um, I want to just touch on toxic masculinity for a second because mm. – uh, it sort of emerged um, when Chiron went into Aries as a concept, to my awareness at least. When um, was that? So Chiron went into Aries in 2018. Okay. Um, stays there until 2027. So, I mean, yeah, toxic masculinity is a kind of um, loaded term in a way, isn't it? And it's, I think it is misunderstood. Well, I think I people, think, you know, and I would criticise the right and conservatives more. Because they tend to think that, well, they conceptualize it as meaning that all masculinity is toxic. Yeah, which is ridiculous. But and I, that's honestly, not the I intention. think intention. Well, at least it's not how I understand it. Well, it's certainly not the intention. Mm. Having said that, I also think that there's probably some on the left, some blue-haired libs, that they conceptualize it as all masculinity is toxic. Well, yeah, well. that's where I think that I ma- came it's across like it. Masculinity is toxic. I yeah, think, well, like, I think feminism holds on to that. I mean, third what, wave. Third wave, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I should actually be clear about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, ju- let's say categorically from our perspective, masculinity is not toxic. 
Absolutely, yes. Yep. <laughs> and um, toxic masculinity is a distinct There are traits phenomenon. of masculinity that are toxic, such well, as... Well, I don't even know if I'd say that. Okay. I reckon it's like a distortion of masculine qualities maybe, that, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily like naturally expressed masculine qualities that exist inherently yeah. in all of us, well, men I was, and women alike. I was thinking, what about toxic femininity? Oh, well, and, that's and what would too. what would that look like? What would can we describe some Absolutely. of those traits? Yes, we can. And then, would you say that they are distinctly feminine, or are they masculine kind of perversions of femininity, and then vice versa? Like, <laughs> yeah, very is, good. So, thinking. I, I mean, if you want to talk about that, maybe well, on a future episode. Sure. Yeah. I mean, briefly, we can say it's probably a good thing to talk about next, like at the full moon in Libra. Mm-hmm. But um, we could just briefly say that, like. With toxic femininity, it's like this. Um, I actually heard Heather Haying talking about this quite controversially, and she was like naming the. Um, I don't know if she used the word hysteria, but it was sort of that kind of thing of like women crying for the safety of their babies and you know their nanas and you know whatever around COVID. You know that, okay. and this hysterical kind of overreaction, this melodrama around making sure that everybody was safe and manipulating oh, yeah, away yeah. of you know a public oh. health action because of this like. And so it's like control, of, absolutely, like fucking yeah. control yeah. freakery. What are you trying mass? to do to my family? You <laughs> put your mask on. <laughs> Get your wife's name out of your mouth. good call oh man so i mean it's a mess but i loved the way like it immediately going back to will and chris and jada Mm. it immediately made me think of the um poem the second coming yeats yeats Mm. um the center cannot hold it's like the cracks are seriously showing right yeah in everything and yeah. it's like we can't keep a lid on it much longer i don't think yeah which is kind of exciting and kind of terrifying yeah okay would well, you want to talk about that a little bit uh, that just springs up in my mind um you know i've been reading the great narrative yeah. by klaus schwab mm-hmm. the great narrative for a better future mm. are you ready to talk about that please yes all right good time so, you know, he writes in, well, it, this book is written in particularly kind of objective and godless language. Ooh. You know, it, he does that thing that, you know, like how best to decide the future of these people as though he's kind of not one of them. So, And I think a lot of the people that he kind of consults for his plan and and for this book they also have that it's like an academic perspective where we like critique the rats in the cage Mm -hmm. and how you know they're not kind of of it Mm. um yeah and obviously you know he and all those people are pure atheists yeah people of science absolute science like Mm. scientism i I would say yeah yeah. (laughs) Mm. science of the day Mm -hmm. and the god of the day yeah. <clears throat> the religion of our time. Yeah. Some things that I've highlighted, some parts is like synthetic biology. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It is often said that the 19th century was the century of chemistry, the 20th century of physics, and the 21st century will be that of biology, a century during which we will re-engineer biological systems to meet human demands. Um, mm. And that he comments on mRNA vaccines, mm. instruct our cells to produce the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2. By doing so, they transform our bodies into personalized manufacturing plants, producing an otherwise foreign object oh. <sighs> to trigger our natural immune response. This approach will soon create a whole new platform for fighting cancers and other diseases, as well as for providing enhancements even more profound than vaccination. Yeah, so it's like this overriding of... Speaking of terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like, as the humans or a select group of humans are in charge of everything mm. and have the capability. But, I mean, arguably, this is where technology can lead. It, it's kind Oh, of, undoubtedly. And, yeah. If you don't believe in God, mm. I don't know, that you think you are God. Um, yes. He calls this the COVID era, that we live in the COVID era. Right. Um, which I think is interesting because I guess there'll be more COVID. Mm. Direct quote, the pandemic has marked a turning point by accelerating this transition. Um, sorry, what's that transition? Um, it's made a return to the pre-pandemic status quo impossible. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I don't think I need to sure. elaborate on that. Um, mm. But I suppose like I haven't quite finished yet. I'm probably yeah, sure. two thirds the way through this book. But what I, you know, like last week we talked about um, potentials, looking into the crystal ball and like what can we expect mm. going forward. Um, and I suppose having my ears open to and, you know, a kind of seeking to know, mm. um, you know, there's, there's a few conversations happening around the internet that the internet is slowing down oh, okay. globally because I, mean, I looked into that and it's, there's not, I couldn't find much on that, but that the internet is slowing down because it's full. It's full of shit. Wow. Like, and so, um, but I know that, you know, you mentioned when we were talking about it, um, the censorship mm. that's coming up of the internet. And mm. was it the, who were they? George Soros. Soros wants Good to. Good Information Inc. Yeah. yeah. And so Klaus Schwab's really into that idea as well. No doubt. Um, he warns in this book of, the um, likelihood of a cyber attack. Mm. He talks about the vulnerability of humans, how we've left ourselves exposed because we rely on the internet entirely mm. for commerce. Yeah. It's true. Um, and yeah, he kind of points at a cyber attack being... Imminent. Imminent. And that um, the internet could be shut down after such an event, which I, I think if we're kind of... If we are trying to look into our crystal ball, it could be fair to say that, um, you know, you, you have this crisis. Mm. People have described the Hegelian dialectic as like crisis invented, solution presented, right. and then you have like a new normal. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if we followed that vein, like mm. cyber attack happens, internet shuts down, they rebuild the internet on mm. their terms yeah. kind of thing, which... Could, yeah, but I think the impact of like the internet being shut down, I mean, people would lose their 
months. Yeah. Not to mention like all of the logistical supply chains around the world <laughs> exist online. Yeah, like, yeah. What, how would you, I, I mean, you'd, it makes me definitely want to like remain living in a, a country town. Yes, <laughs> you know, where like you can, stay local, yeah. buy local. <laughs> Uh, kind of terrifying. Our eggs are very much in one basket, aren't they? Mm. And that's quite, yeah, vulnerable. Mm. What he says about the vaccines is, yeah, horrifying. And um, it, it just reminded me that the Oscars were actually brought to us by Pfizer BioNTech. Were they? They were. That's so a shameless. Kind of <laughs> I know. How are people still accepting that? It's uh, Yeah, well... Uh, yeah, I know. The mind boggles, hey. Mm. Um, something else. Yeah, I don't want to shut down that conversation, but it sort of ties into it, what I was oh, just good. about well, to say. Oh, go on, sure. Um, thinking about Julian Assange, mm. he has Chiron conjunct Eris in Aries, which is being um, conjoined by this tomorrow's Friday's new moon. And he actually lost his latest, I don't know if it was actually an appeal. I might be using the wrong term, mm. but um, what actually happened? Let me just find my... So on the 14th of March, his latest appeal was rejected and commentators are now warning that he is closer than ever to extradition to the US, mm. which intends to prosecute him through the use of the Espionage Act. That's scary. It's terrible so um i just wanted to shout out to julian assange um he's in maximum security prison now in london and um he got married as well recently Hmm. which was a lovely moment for his supporters and his children yeah a little glimmer of hope perhaps um I wonder what's going to be going on for him in the coming months because his chart is really activated at the moment. Um, for example, yes, yeah, Saturn is conjunct his sun and his north node in Aquarius at the moment, um, which doesn't perhaps bode so well for freedom. But as well, the transiting lunar nodes will square his own nodes um, in September this year. And uh, Uranus is involved too, and Uranus is the liberator. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, very obviously, yeah, important times for everyone. And it's important what happens to Julian Assange in terms of freedom of speech and freedom of the press and all that sort of thing to set that precedent where a journalist can be extradited, tried for treason or whatever it is they're going to, you know... Oh, the concept is uh, yeah. just so strange it, to me. I mean, it's... and uh, it, he's already been punished so terribly and mm. he must be reeling at the state of the world now and he must be very disappointed in the lack of support he's received from our government mm. and even just the public in general. I mean, his Facebook support page is pretty dismal in a way. And I guess there's other means of perhaps engaging with that and supporting him, but I don't know what they are. Um, anyway, I'll just, on a more positive note, he's a legend really, and he walks his talk. So mm-hmm. he talked before he went into, before he had to hide away 
um, in the Ecuadorian embassy, he used to talk around the Afghanistan war about the transfer of public money into private hands, um, which is clearly problematic. Posty comes to me every day. Wow, Love how it. exciting. Yeah. Mercury, always at the door. Sorry, go on. Um, and two quotes. So um, he has this huge cardinal T-square in his chart. So his Cancer Sun is square to Uranus and Black Moon Lilith in Libra and Eris and Chiron in Aries, as I mentioned, um, to which he gives a very eloquent voice. Non-conformity is the only real passion worth being ruled by. <laughs> And um, one of the best ways to achieve justice is to expose injustice, which is so heiress. And fantastic. I know. Uh, There's so much hypocrisy around... uh, Everything. ...him being (laughs) treated the way that he is. I mean, it really highlights, like, the failure of media. Absolutely. And, like, the government's control Mm. and disdain for actual independent journalism yeah uh, obviously see it as like a threat to yeah. you know their achieving their <laughs> agenda yeah it and i mean you see how um i know this is pointed often at the left but it may be much more widely i think it is it's like a human condition kind of trait that we like attack and like name call and um disparage someone who challenges us and so he got accused of rape and sexual assault or coercion and those kinds of things Mm. um you know toxic masculine traits you know um and i guess that smear campaign has worked to a significant degree it's probably a lot to do with why there's not a lot of public support behind him how interesting Um, is that it's not that like pr friendly he's not like I mean, when you think about someone like Chappelle Corby <laughs> and how much like support there was back in the day. <laughs> oh, Chappelle, wonder what she's doing now. Um, anyway, you know, like there's, it's just, it's a completely different thing. But I mean, and her situation was quite frivolous and ridiculous and his is not. So um, it's not a very good comparison, but I'm just thinking of like how there's like a serious lack of public support. Mm. But um as well the hypocrisy oh that's what i was going to say so the being having your reputation tarnished mm-hmm. is very easy to do and i heard jordan peterson mention that recently that um you know it's very quick and effective to tarnish ones and he was talking to andy no do you know him no Uh, You'll be very interested. So he had a conversation with Jordan Peterson just like in the last week or so and he was beaten severely and brain damaged by a beating received from Antifa. Oh, okay. Left the, um, what are they, the violent left is what Jordan Peterson names them. Yeah. So radical left activists Mm -hmm. and... Andy Ngo's Wikipedia page, for example, like if you Google Andy Ngo, which is N-G-O, it comes up with quite, you know, not respectful language around his efforts as a journalist and a writer. And he's written a book about Antifa and the situation with the left. Okay. Um, so he, he's been he's on the ground. Critic of... He is a critic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of, um, of the left or... Of the of, left, yeah. yeah. Um, well, of particularly the radical left. So he sort Mm -hmm. of 
I don't know if he's infiltrated exactly. It would be interesting to read his book, but he's been on the ground of these protests that took place. He's from Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it, mm, do it's your dangerous own. country. It for certainly a, is. I believe he's actually been left. exiled. I believe he's <laughs> actually like gone into hiding because he was receiving so many death threats and the whole city's like painted with murder Andy No and like horrible yeah. attacks on him. So um, including a physical attack that left him brain damaged still so it's terrible but so his reputation was tarnished by the left and by the media and by like like mainstream media who just don't take him seriously even when he was beaten to a pulp they mocked that situation as Mm. though he exploited it yeah and it's interesting to go from there to like well for a start like will smith's tarnished reputation (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do you ever come back from that? I don't know. And he would be, you know, reeling at that, like horrified to consider that he will maybe never come back from this. That's how it will feel for him at the moment. And I don't know if he can either. I mean, I think there's a chance that it will be (laughs) somewhat of his undoing. Yeah. Yeah. There's been some very personal, like, comments. Mm. Yeah. And it's a slippery slope that it's hard to re kind of claim the ground like regain the ground that you've Mm. lost by such a rash reaction whether it's a public meltdown yeah yeah but give the guy a break i mean scorpio moon he was under pump so the who's gonna factor that in (laughs) (laughs) not me but i saw an interesting post in the new york post about it an astrologer who i don't remember his name sorry but um anyway the thing about this like left the vi- the rise of the violent left i think is the name given to that podcast with jordan peterson and andy no mm. it just made me think about a couple of things in relation to this aries new moon like i'll start with the it made me think again about the idea of an antiodromia which is um, Jung used that idea a lot and it came as far as i know from heraclitus it is basically things turning into their opposite. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when you look now at demonstrations, protests, things in America, um, whether they're the right or the left, can you tell the difference? I have – I mean, the, when you're looking at the extreme ends, I'm talking about like radical ends of the, the political spectrum, um, they seem equally violent. Oh, equally. I, I would disagree. Would you? 100%. Would you? Well – yeah, I mean, at the end of kind of Trump's term, mm-hmm. when the those riots were going absolutely, you know, what was happening was unbelievable. Yeah, cities and towns, like Black being Lives com- Matter, and all of that. You yeah, mean okay, being completely yeah. burnt to the ground. Yeah, sure. That did irrecoverable damage to mostly to small business in and the communities US. Communities and unimaginable. Mm. Um, and, you know, because you had a lot of Trump rallies happening at that time. So, mm. there was a lot of right-wing mm. political action. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was never any violence. Right. Except for well, that when Trump asked his security to throw the odd person out of his rally. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, of course, the media played on 24 hours around the clock. Um, but, yeah, there was, no, there was no, like, arrests. There was never any. What like, about capital building insurrection what do you know about that well very little i mean the fbi were there 
well, that the police opened the gates to let people in. It was a very interesting in, moment astrologically. So I was at the time watching closely to see what happened in America because of that astrological weather. And when that happened, it was yeah obviously very publicised, like received so much publicity. And yes, that is a red flag. And I see what your point is that, yeah, I mean, the, you just don't see the coverage, I guess, when it's the other end of the sp- political spectrum. Yeah, well, there was coverage, but a lot of the participants were paid actors, apparently. Mm. Um, yeah, how many arrests were there? Like 16 or... Mm. Yeah, and yeah. there was no like, like one or two violent, and the pol- like it was the police who were violent. Like mm. someone got shot, yeah, died, yeah, and um, that was the police that shot someone, was it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she I'm was she was a very informed, like about a it. Trump supporter. Yeah, that, um, yeah. It, I mean, it, you know, you have Kamala Harris saying that it was one of the darkest days in the history of the mm. U.S. Mm. That kind of hyperbole. Mm. Is I mean it's it's dishonest and it's enormously disrespectful. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean she's full of that, as far as I can see. She's uh, not a part of the solution, mm. but I'm sure she's waiting in the wings, following the dodgy comments coming out of uh, President Biden's mouth this week. He said, "For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power." About himself or... <laughs> about Mr. Putin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and which left, you know, his staffers seriously with some work to do in terms of damage control, I guess, because they crying that he's not, that it, the US are not crying for a regime change. But Biden would suggest otherwise, it seems. So, yeah, anyway, oh, my point was that Kamala's like waiting in the wings to take control of that ship. Oh, I she think. always has been. I know, yeah. And yeah, yeah I think that's been kind the of... The plan from the get-go. But she's she, she her approval rating is like 24% I know, or and she she's... just keeps losing staffers. Yeah. She's, there's not ever been a vice president or any other, you know, high levels... Yeah, I don't think it's going to work out for no. It might Democrats. What are they talking about? A um, Trump Hillary twenty twenty four rehash two point Well, yeah. I mean, how interesting because Trump is suing Hillary. Yeah. As you know, that interesting astrological her nodal return and Saturn square her nodes. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that. I don't know the details, but I was I laughed when I saw earlier this week that he was suing her. Mm. And among others. Um but yeah, I as well <laughs> going back to the um an antiadromia idea, like the things turning into their opposites and the usual baddies becoming like the saviors in a weird distorted way, like big pharma the least trusted corporation within the least trusted industry in the world, mm. it, as in Pfizer, mm-hmm. are now like our world saviors all of a sudden and sponsoring the Oscars. Um, insurance companies blowing the whistle on the mass 
what is the term, all-cause mortality and excess death rates in young people. Oh, they're blowing the whistle on that? They have begun that. So that was related to Edward Dowd and he is in talks with the insurance companies. He's got sources who are providing information to him and supposedly any day now will come out on their own. But, yeah, they're the ones that are seeing these. I mean, they're, they're going bust because... They're paying out on all these claims of young people mm-hmm. who are unexpectedly dying of sudden adult death syndrome in their sleep <laughs> right. for no apparent reason. Yeah, um, yeah, and just like on that point that I was sort of trying to make before, which you pulled me up on and rightly so, like the left um, and the right and how they've sort of morphed into one another. At least that's how it's felt to me as a as someone who happily proudly identified as being on the left of the political spectrum and now feeling like I really don't fit there and um, I'm kind of incredulous at how naive I was about the left. But um, I don't know if that's because the left has been bad all along. Not that it's completely bad. I'm sure it's not rotten to its core. And as I've said a couple of times before, like I think many, many, like the overwhelming majority of people on the left who are more moderate are not – like evil evil. yeah essentially (laughs) yeah they want they're not seeking this agenda yeah yeah yeah. um and as well like thinking about that in terms of anarchy because like i've always sort of identified as well as an anarchist because i have this kind of view that people seem to function pretty well left to our own devices you know Mm. like we don't seem and i notice it in playgrounds a lot you know like how things go wrong but things level out Mm -hmm. you know kids have conflict but generally there's this kind of equilibrium yeah Yeah. and a sense of like that's a psychological concept absolutely of course yes human nature is everything is to me equilibrium yeah and you know we want to have cohesive societies cohesive Mm. groups and so left to our own devices we actually don't to my thinking, at least up to this point where I'm now questioning it, um, necessarily need governments mm. to direct us and I think to mandate. Noam Chomsky would agree with you. Well, see, I was a fan of Noam Chomsky for such a long time, mm. and it broke my heart to leave him behind. Mm. Um, now I think, what the? He- I mean, I guess he's demented. I don't know what's happened to the man. He seems to be so, and that, that's like another example of this anantiadromia, where he seems to have become mm. the very thing that he hated. Well, yeah, it, this is such a great concept, and we should talk more about it. I, I think, think it's fundamental to the times that we're living. We it's are a, we're in the upside down. Yeah, we yeah. absolutely it's, are. I honestly can't, you know, I reflect on um, positions that I held when I was like really faithful to the left, and I kind of feel like in a lot of those, I still kind of hold those positions, but now yeah. they're now they're right Not where wing. they were. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's like the spectrum moved, yeah. not us. I know yeah. it's very strange. It's a very. Dis- I'd love to talk more about that. I, I would. I would research it and yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know we're running out of time. Mm. Um, I see that now. So, um, if I can finish with one f- final couple of things. What do you got quotes? Or? I have a quote yeah. and I have, I just want to say like in terms of the Aries new moon, mm. I think it's an invitation. So one of the things that came up between Andy No and um, Jordan Peterson was to me what it made me think about um, when they talked about his terrible, oh no, he that's right, he witnessed 
somebody being beaten terribly by the Antifa um, protesters and mm. no one intervened and he sort of tried but, you know, there's there's reasons as to why he can't intervene um, too strongly because he'll get, you know, beaten to death probably. But um, so he describes it as like these people were smiling with glee as they beat this person. Mm-hmm. Um, while they were on the ground, already beaten, they continued to beat this person who they mm-hmm. obviously identified as the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is like this projection, right, of shadow to yeah. me that they are, they have identified evil in something external to themselves and then they unleash their own shadow on this external form of manifestation of shadow. Mm. So it's like, makes me think about this new moon because in terms of like aggression and anger and violence all of which are like shadowy territory of Aries and Mars and Mars and Saturn being close to each other in the sky at the moment excuse me um so just having a bit of time contemplating over the coming lunar cycle the coming four weeks and under the waxing moon as it moves into fullness in Libra how that all works psychologically within ourselves you know how do we take ownership of our own shadow and our own difficult emotions namely anger you know and rage and um, what do we do with those and how do we um, give voice to those without beating people to a pulp Mm. um, or even slapping someone in the face or you know, any number of other things. Um, the healthy expression of anger is super important mm-hmm. and it's appropriate now. Mm. <clears throat> we should be angry about what's happening. Mm. But um, how do we manage those emotions without checking out um, or hurting someone? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'll leave you with my quote. Mark Twain, who had Moon Pluto conjunct in Aries. Cool. He said, "Oh, so I shared that one on Facebook that you laughed at, mm-hmm. which was, um, oh, <laughs> when you were. I'll paraphrase it. Being um, aligned with the majority <laughs> is cause for concern, kind of thing. Cause to <laughs> yeah, that might have inspired my chosen quote for the day. Yeah, okay. From um." Frederick Heigl, mm-hmm. to be independent of public opinion is the first formal condition of achieving anything great. Very good. <laughs> Mark Twain also says, courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. And courage is a very positive Aries quality. That's awesome. Mm. That's a great yeah. quote and very relevant to what you've just said. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Um, good talk. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for Thanks listening. for listening. Turning Signals podcast. Uh, soon I'm going to start actually having an introduction <laughs> so I can remind people what we do. <laughs> we talk cultural events in a holistic for itself. sense. Yeah, yeah, just listen. <laughs> You'll know what we're about. Um, yeah. Hashtag astrology, I think, is probably... Mm. Something, you know, if I'm thinking about where it appeals, where its appeal lies. 
Yeah, hopefully that's not the only way it appeals. No, but, but it's important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been listening to a few conversations around um, astrology's relevance mm. now more than ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> that it's, it's maybe making a comeback, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Well, I believe it is. Yeah, it's very popular, mm. even though it still gets mocked widely. Yep. And done quite badly by some people too. It's, you know, it gets dumbed down quite a lot. But then mm. that can also be fun. Oh, the yeah. the some memes. of the things you share with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Have a great day. And you. We'll chat to you next week mm-hmm. under the waxing moon. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs>